I'm just going to kind of talk for a little bit. And we're going to see where it goes. Is that all right? But I always even had friends who would call me the Jesus preacher. And some will say, well, that's an evangelist. Evangelist equips the saints to go win the lost. And I, I, there is an evangelistic thing there. But a prophetic thing is to point us back to the Lord when we forget what we're supposed to be about. Amen? To return back to him. <clears throat> and, uh, but about 10 years ago, the Lord just revealed himself to me in so many awesome ways. And then recently, it's like, I feel like right now the Lord Jesus is continuing to just to show off and I'm seeing aspects of him that I, I hadn't really saw before. Sorry. Dang it, last time I was here, I cried. Now, I don't cry a lot. My son's here. I don't cry, do I don't cry a lot when I preach. I preach like I'm angry or something. <clears throat> but I feel the sweet presence of God today, tonight. <clears throat> you know, I started doing this thing, a podcast called Bible 365. And all I'm doing is I'm just reading the Bible through in the one-year Bible. It's like all over. It's like in 25 countries and all over the U.S. right now. I'm just reading scriptures. It's, it's like 20 or 21 minutes an episode. <clears throat> the only thing special is this: the scriptures are being read. But the Lord is, um, I'm just seeing Jesus in a way I just never saw him before. You know, my, our daughter, Victoria, she's 20 now. And how many know as a, as a father you love your children? And sometimes they go through difficult seasons in life. <clears throat> Any parents here testify? You know, um, how many of y'all got some white hair too or no hair just because those difficult seasons our kids walk through? And with Victoria, who had had, you know, she had had brain surgery, seven-hour brain surgery, full craniotomy almost a year and a half ago. And we're sitting with her, and she, can, she knows where I'm going when I start saying this, that God doesn't, he doesn't love everyone the same. She knows where I'm going to go now. I said, because sometimes he loves us just a little bit more. How many know there's some times where we just, need to feel the love of God just a little bit more. You understand? <clears throat> so I am, uh, I've decided that, uh, or I guess I've recognized and realized uh, I'm not a savvy business guy. I got some friends that pastor at Apostolic. They're amazing. I'm not that guy. <clears throat> I'm not the best theologian. I don't know that theologians really are who we need anymore, really. Tell us what God, who God is. I think we, he wants to reveal himself to us. But there's one thing I think that I want to be said before I die is that people would say, that man, he knew Jesus. God, when he would talk about the Lord, something happened because he really knew him. And we can get so busy in church, church life, ministry, and what we know about God that we don't know him. <clears throat> and... You know, there's something powerful in Luke 24, 32. It says that these men on the Emmaus Road, when Jesus left, they said, did not our hearts burn inside of us? And there's something about when Jesus comes into the house, when Jesus comes alongside us, I know he will cause your heart to burn. Only Jesus can cause your heart to burn in a different kind of way. Now, there's this, this passage here, and I'm just going to highlight one aspect of this and we're going to talk a little bit i've learned you know what you can do a podcast in 20 25 minutes and be done if we're done we'll be done as i'm talking though i'm going to ask this as i begin to share we talk about jesus here i'm gonna say if the lord begins to stir in your heart in whatever way it is some of you may be far from the lord 
Some of you may be like I was 10 years ago, fractured, broken, and don't know what the future is going to look like. Don't know if God's for you. Don't know if the gift of God is still inside of you. Don't know that the gifts are irrevocable. You might not know what's going on. I'm going to tell you this right now. That might be you. And at some point when I'm talking, maybe the Lord's going to grab a hold of you. Maybe some of you, you just need God to reveal himself in some kind of way. You're hoping that he's real. You're hoping that's who the Bible says. And at some point, when you can tune me out, wonderful. If you need to get on the floor, if you want to cry to the Lord, I want you and him to have that connection tonight. Is that okay? <clears throat> and I hope, again, I hope it's okay, Pastor. Do I have y'all's permission to go on, carry on? I'm going to do it anyway. Let's go. <clears throat> and again, when I say this, there are things I'm seeing that I just, I don't know, it's like I just couldn't see before. Look, I, we, I want more messages. I want, look, I pastor and I have a pastor. And when I'm around my, my pastor, Pastor Paul Floyd, and he shares, there's times where I'm like, listen, I, I need you to be my pastor right now. You're not my friend. You're my pastor. Come on, speak. And he'll start speaking to my life. That's, that's wonderful. <clears throat> I'm okay with three-point messages and five-point messages. How many know we need them? Give me teaching, admonition, and instruction, and exhortation. I want it all. Amen? So this is going to be a little bit different. And Jesus needed to go through Samaria. And Samaritans were despised. They were considered half-breeds. They, they had contempt for the Samaritans. But the shortest route where Jesus needed to go was going to be through Samaria. So he's going that direction. <coughs> you know the story, John chapter 4. Last time I was here, I had a cough too, so I don't know what that is about Shalmet. But listen, so he's going through Samaria, and he was weary from a long journey, and he sees a well, so how many know he just camped right there? How many know this is about to be a divine appointment? Right? <clears throat> I don't know how many times I've read this passage, preached this passage. Come on, how many know the passage? This woman comes up to draw water. Jesus is watching her. She's lowering this well. It's probably, it could have been 100 feet. You know, she's lowering this well, and, and Jesus is like, hey, give me a drink. It was uncommon for someone to talk to a woman, <clears throat> much less, it was also uncommon for a woman to go to the well by herself. But how many know there's a different kind of woman too? Right? You know, he, in, the, in the story, he says, go call your husband. She says, I don't have one. He says, you're telling the truth. You've had five, but you're actually shacking up with one. Now he's not your husband. She goes, sir, I perceive you're a prophet. And he starts having this conversation. But in John chapter 4 and verse 10, it's like this. He said this thing. He just says to her, and I like how it says in the NLT, he said, if you only knew, if you only knew the gift of God and who it was that said to you, give him a drink, you'd ask him. And he'd give you living water that would never run out. And when he said this, if you only knew, something started happening on the inside of me. And it was, I mean, because I feel like sometimes we think we know Jesus, but I don't know that we do. We know a lot um, about our traditions. We have traditions. We know a lot about the formalities. We know a lot about him, but know him. He says, if you only knew. And in my mind, I'm like, I can see him. He's looking at her. How many know he knows she does not know who he is? He says, if you only knew who's standing here right now. Because he knows who he is. How many know Jesus knew who he was? And I could imagine him, imagine if he could begin to just open it up a little bit and said, you know, if, if you, are, you don't know, but like, 
I'm, I'm Jesus. And I just wrote a few things down right here. <laughs> he says, you know, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one who's, I'm going to spit on some dirt soon. And I'm going to make it mud. I'm going to rub it on a man's eyes and tell him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And you know what's going to happen? His eyes are going to be healed. If you only knew, like, like me, I'm the one who there's a leper who's going to come up and bow down and say, if you want to, you can help me. You can heal me. You can cleanse me so I can go back home to my family. I'm the one who's going to bend down and touch him, the untouchable. And then I'm going to cleanse him and heal him. If you only knew who's standing in front of you right now, if you only knew, I'm the one who there's going to be this guy and his name is Lazarus. You don't know him because you're from Samaria. I'm going to let him die and get good and dead for about four days. <clears throat> I'm going to let that situation be so irredeemable. Have you ever had a stinky situation? And I'm going to raise him from the dead. If you only knew who is standing in front of you right now, I'm the one who, when this Pharisee, there's going to be a Pharisee, and he's going to go hook up with this prostitute. A well-calculated plan. And then when they're in the middle of that sex act, the other Pharisee is going to break in, drag her out half-naked, we don't know where the guy is, and they're going to ask me what I think should happen. If you only knew who is standing in front of you, Look at your neighbor and say, if you only knew. <clears throat> say it again a little louder, if you only knew. He says, I, imagine if you say, if, if you only knew, but you can, but if you only knew <clears throat> that there's, there's this, this disciple of mine named Peter, and in a moment of cowardice and weakness, he's going to deny me three times. But I'm going to find him. And I'm going to restore him. And I'm going to use him to catapult the church shortly after. If you only knew who is standing in front of you right now. And, and I wonder if when Jesus was walking through this way, because we don't understand this. We read the Gospels. Listen, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John highlight 10 days of a three and a half year ministry. <clears throat> you read it in real time and it's happening fast. This is a three and a half year ministry. And we're reading like cliff notes. Highlights, 10 days. It says, if you only knew. And I wonder if when Jesus was going there and she's like, um, hey, this is Jacob's well. Our father Jacob gave this to Joseph. And I wonder if Jesus is sitting there going, I know. What would you like to know about Jacob? If you only knew who was standing in front of you, did you know that I wrestled with him? few thousand years ago I came down God to allow this man to wrestle with me if you only knew who was standing in front of you do you not understand that in a wilderness not far from here there was a woman named Hagar who looked at Sarah with contempt because she was pregnant because of Sarah's idea and then this woman flees to the wilderness after Sarah was harsh. Who knows this, the story? Genesis 16. And when she's out in this wilderness, this girl is weeping. 
And you know who showed up as the angel of the Lord? Like you only knew who was standing in front of you right now. And now did I show up to this girl, Hagar, who really shouldn't have been part of the story. And there I am. And I revealed to her in such a way that I told her, her son, his name was going to be Shemael, what we call Ishmael, because El is the name for God, which means God hears. I was going to name her son God hears because I heard her in the wilderness. Do you know who I am? If you only knew who I was. And not only that, but I'm going to let Hagar have a revelation to me that nobody had that time. And she would call me El Roi, which means the God who sees. And she would name this place Bir Lahai Roi, which means the well of the living one who sees me. He's the well of the living one who sees me and he hears me. I see you in the wilderness and I hear you crying. And I'm going to send you back so that Abram will be able to hear the name of that son Ishmael to know that I hear. And I see you. I wonder if when he was looking at that well, if he's thinking, oh man. I love these wells because I am the well. I am the living well. If you only knew. Imagine if you just break it down. If you only knew. Can I just keep going a little bit longer, please? If, if you only knew like that, like, like soon, there, there are these religious leaders. How I many religion keeps people out? And they're going to rent their clothes because they Accuse me of blaspheming <clears throat> for saying about myself who I am. God is the only being who can brag about himself and it's not pride. We brag about our abilities. How many know it's arrogance and pride? We embellish. We exaggerate. God is the only one who can brag about himself and it's not pride because it's absolute truth. It's who he is. He's not mighty God. He's almighty. <clears throat> if you took all the mighties of the world and stacked them together, it would not make one almighty. How many know he is almighty God? He says, if you only knew who I was, if you only knew because they're going to rend their garments. But soon I'm going to be on a cross. Darkness will ascend. An earthquake will happen. And there's a veil in that temple. And it's going to get rent. Symbolizing that. Our presence doesn't stay in this tabernacle anymore, but it's going to dwell with you. If you only knew. If you only knew who I am. Do you know who I am? I'm the one. Who's going to descend down into Hades. And I'm going to practically curb stomp Satan, the enemy. Strip him completely butt naked and parade him, according to Colossians, through the corridors of hell as a defeated foe. Do you know who I am? I am the one when you read Genesis 1 and 2 and it says God 46 times. That is who I am. Do you know who I am? I am the one in the cool of the day that there was another woman and a man that I came to pursue named Adam and Eve in the cool of the garden. Do you know who I am? Do you know who he is? He's Jesus, the son of God. Does Shalmet and St. Bernard Parish know who he is? So how many know he is matchless and he's just un, he's unmatched in his authority and his power and his goodness and his righteousness? Amen? And if I speak for my life, and I wonder if you could speak for your own self, where he says, 
where I look back and I could think, gosh, dude, you know who I am. And if the Lord were to speak to me, gosh, to think he could say, you know who I am? I'm the one. I saw your mistake before you made that mistake and I already made provision for it. We read about it, we quote about it, we hype it up, we get excited, we sing some songs. A.W. Tozer said, it's only in the church where we go to church, we don't tell lies, we just sing them. Jesus, I believe in you and I will go to the ends of the earth, but you won't, you won't go across the street. You won't say something at the restaurant. <clears throat> We're so superficial in our knowledge and perception of who he is, but yet he's still there, he's faithful, he's loyal, he loves you. How many, Jesus is pursuing you. If you only knew who he was and how he wants to reveal himself to you, how amazing he is. I want to share my own testimony. If you only knew the Lord, how many of you had moments in your life where only it was only God who stepped in? I think in my life 10 years ago, my friend Joel and Amy, <clears throat> longtime friends, said, Get Becky, we want to take you somewhere. We're broken, we're devastated. We're gonna go somewhere. Down in St. Bernard Parish, go to a church service. I don't know these people, they don't know me. We show up. And in the service, we're broken, we're a mess. And this pastor and his wife said, come up here. Don't know us. And start reading our mail. And it's grace, and it's comfort, and it's love, and it's strength. How many of you go, God knows where you are. If you only knew how much he loved you and will pursue you. He said, if you only knew, I'm going to send a man named Brian Odo who will pursue you. And he's going to find you. If you only knew, how many of you should be dead right now? Come on, raise your hand if you should be dead right now. But God, if you only knew, yes, He is the healer. Come on, He is the restorer. He is our peace. He is our banner. He told this woman, if you only knew the gift of God, and who it is that says to you, give Him a drink. You'd ask him for living water. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I want to ask you this. Do you know who he is? Do you know the gift of God? And what is it that you need tonight? What is it that you need to ask him? Because I believe he's ready to give it to you. Amen. His mercy endures to a thousand generations. I don't know about you, but I feel there's a grace for 2023 already. Anybody here same way? <clears throat> Look, 2020 hit, and it just sucked, didn't it? Then 2021 came in, it was like 2022 is making 2021 uh, look like 2020, which is making 2020 look like 2019. <clears throat> but as we get ready to go into 2023, I felt this grace, and here's what I felt. That no matter what happens in 2023, that his grace, that there's going to be a realization and understanding that his grace is stronger than anything that can come against us. For so long, we've been on the defense, you know, in these different pocket places. Or, but I feel like there's a supernatural grace that we're coming under, the church of the Lord in the United States of America, that is not finished, that God is not finished. Amen. There's an Ezekiel army that he's raising up of wounded ministers that are laying on the ground, wounded Christians that were warriors. These were warriors. They were battle-weary. They were battle-tested, and they died. They were slain out in the field, scattered. I was one of those. And the Lord's going to breathe life into them <clears throat> and raise us up an exceedingly great army. But I want to know him. Do you know him? If you only knew 
if you only knew the gift of God. These disciples were with him for three and a half years, and they thought they knew him, but how many know they did not know him? They didn't understand. I want you to close your eyes right now. <clears throat> Just close your eyes. Look, I'm sorry, let's keep one more time. I'm a bipolar preacher at the end of my message. Uh, I really am. I'm honestly bipolar at this part. You could diagnose me. My altar calls are very bipolar. <clears throat> I, I go through the Gospels. I had this one time where I read through the Gospels 16 weeks in a row. Matthew to John, starting on Sunday, ending on Saturday, over and over and over and over. Because I just wanted to see Jesus. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, part of me is like, He's really this good? Everyone who touched him was made whole? Everyone who touched him was made whole. <clears throat> a woman with the issue of blood just touched the hem of her garment and she was made whole? Jesus sees a funeral procession going. You can read in the story, it's one of the most passed over passages. He looks over and he sees a woman, her only son, a widow. Was dead and Jesus just looked and was moved with compassion and was just like mm -mm, and went and raised up her son that's it that's the story it's the whole story <clears throat> so many times where I can see the Lord can do it for so many people who has no problem believing the Lord can move on other people's lives some of my biggest struggles are to believe that God would want to do that with me with me <clears throat> But now, for some reason, when I'm reading the story of Hagar, I'm like, oh, I can identify with that. Who's ever been in the wilderness before crying? Don't know what to do. And sometimes in our greatest places of pain, darkness, wilderness seasons, that's where the Lord wants to reveal himself in such powerful, powerful ways. <clears throat> Are you in a place of darkness? How many know the light is always brighter the darker it gets? It really is. And our circles were, were notorious. For giving prophetic declarations, aren't we? Amen? Of end times and God's gonna and this is gonna happen. It sounds great. It'd be easy to preach to y'all are hungry for how I many y'all passionate. I get here and just say all kinds of stuff that don't make sense, and y'all get shot. We, we can run around the building. And after life's awesome. What happened? I have no idea. What do you preach on? Don't know. That's what we do. <clears throat> but God is so good, He's so madly in love with you. And we tell you this, He loves your children. You only knew. Ten years ago in our moment of crisis too, our oldest daughter, Alyssa, Deodo said, hey, we want her to go to a youth rally in Chalmette. She gets there. Pastor Chris doesn't know my daughter. Calls out my daughter Alyssa and just starts prophesying over her exactly what she needed to hear. You know I knew? On the way home, Odo calls me. My gosh, I just got to tell you what happened, brother. Why did you encourage me? It's time for us in the body to start encouraging each other. Lifting each other up. <clears throat> Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, the whole world would know that you're my disciples by how many demons you cast out. Isn't that what he said? It's not? Okay, no, no, hold on. Listen, I got a lot of scriptures memorized. Jesus said in John 13, 34, I get it now. In 35, he says, the whole world would know you're my disciples by how many campuses you have. 
That's got to, I got to be getting close. Come on up. <clears throat> he said, the whole world would know you're my disciples by how big your offerings are. Come on, I got to be getting right by how many ministries you birth. See, he said, the whole world would know that we're his disciples by the love we have one for another. We have not really been able to understand how mad crazy Jesus is for us and how he pursues us. I can't tell you this, a lot of my ministry in my early years was birthed out of a lot of intensity, a lot of passion, still passion, still intense, but unsure of God, does he really love me? And when you understand and know that you are deeply loved by God, that you are deeply loved by the only son of the Father, Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, and that the presence of his Holy Spirit is reaching out to you, drawing you and pulling you in, it'll revolutionize your life. Amen? <clears throat> if you only knew, if you only knew, Jesus said, and look, how many know that the church of the Lord in the United States of America, by the grace of God, will be blessed, will have more than enough money needed to do what it needs to do, have a thousand campuses, one campus, how many know it, it doesn't matter. We get mad about things that God ain't, don't seem to be mad about. What do you believe? What do you feel like the Lord's put in your heart? Let's go do it. Amen? By faith pursue, let's stop attacking and devouring one another. It's ridiculous. Right? <clears throat> I want to say this. I think the Lord wants to renew your heart tonight. And have this moment where he can step into your world. Just say to this, can you close your eyes for a minute? I want you to know if you can hear. Can you just imagine the Lord standing in front of you right now? Imagine if he looked at you and said, if you only knew. If you only knew how much he loved you. He doesn't treat us the way we treat other people. There is a day of wrath that will be poured out on humanity. There will be a day where we stand either before the judgment seat of Christ to receive the rewards or rebuke or both, or we will stand before what's known as the great white throne judgment. If our names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, there will be a day where even mercy itself will cast a vote against us for our damnation. If we die without Christ, but right now, if there's breath in your body, do you understand that God, the creator of the universe, is absolutely in love with you and wants to step into your world? Do you know him? Do you know him if you only knew? With no one looking around, <clears throat> I want to ask this question tonight. I want to ask this question. Church. It's easy to get weary and tired. You give, you serve, you pray, and you can find yourself getting burned out. Some of you, you're still staying steady because you, you can't quit. You know you can't. You won't. <clears throat> but you'll suffer silently. And you grow close, further and further away from the Lord. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, who will not enter the kingdom of heaven? Man, how many know we're talking about a Holy Ghost church here? 
Haven't we prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you work of iniquity. He wants to know you. He wants to walk with you. Ministry is hard. You know what was really hard, though? Going to the cross. You know what was really hard? Having your clothes stripped off of your body in front of the world to see. While they beat you with a cat of nine tails. While they pressed a crown of thorn on your skulls. That's really difficult. You know what's really difficult? <clears throat> Getting nailed on, on, a, on a cross with no clothes on. Suspended in the earth between two thieves while people laughed at you and spit on you and mocked you. Not even telling what the demons were doing. The bulls of Bashan have beset me around, Psalm 22 said. No telling what Jesus saw when he stepped in the, in the spiritual realm as well, the physical realm. <clears throat> that's, I mean, that's difficult. How many know he tasted death for every man so that we could walk with him? Amen? And there's a grace that you can walk in. Now, I'm going to ask this question. If you're here tonight, in your heart, you feel like, you know what? And some of you are here because you're like, you know what? I, I do want to reset. I want my heart. I want something. I'm going to tell you this. Everything you can accomplish for the kingdom is going to be rooted out of this right here. It's about the relationship that you have with him. That you have with him. Your walk with him. <clears throat> How many, again, have you lift your hands up? Just like how many of you feel like you, you need to renew that relationship with God. Just lift your hands up. If you're here, like, I need to renew some things right now. I need to know him. I'm just lift your hands up. This is a church. How many of the Lord wants to do something fresh in your life? He wants to do something fresh in your life. Amen. How many feel that passion of first love again in your life? The passion of first love. This is if you only knew the gift of God. How many need a drink tonight? Because he's ready to give you a drink. Amen? Amen. Come on, why don't you stand up on your feet right now. Just stand up on your feet across the place. <clears throat> I'm going to pray over you. The three young men who walked in here yesterday, it's actually my son Paul Gudo, Jonah Molazon, and Gavin Chamberlain. Yesterday when y'all walked in, Y'all just came into the back, and when I saw y'all come in, I saw, I just felt something really strong. And I just said, it's because you're my son, but all three of you. And I just felt, Lord, I just heard these, these words that I love. I heard the words nasty, raw, unfiltered. I heard the word hell wreckers. I believe the Lord wants to use you to inflict damage on the kingdom of darkness. I saw a group of young men that are not rebellious, but also not conforming. I believe the Lord wants to use you to wreck the kingdom of darkness. How many of y'all want to be used to wreck the kingdom of darkness? Amen? Amen? <clears throat> I mean, the Bible says, greater is he who is in me than he that's in the world. Is that true? How many of y'all believe that? How is it that we say we believe that, but if greater is he who's in us than he that's in the world, shouldn't we be turning our world upside down right now? So if greater is he, who lives inside of us? <clears throat> So it is true that when you go to the restaurant, when you go to the store, when you go to different places and you stand up in front of somebody, could you imagine if they only knew who it was that was living on the inside of us? When we open up our mouths, if you only knew the word that was ready to come out of your mouth to that worker, to that lady, to that waitress, to that server, to that coworker, whatever it is, if you only knew how he was ready to perform his word in your life, how many think we might be a little more ready to move out for him? Amen? If we only knew. Come on, let's, 
Let's just pray. I'm going to pray over you, and I want you to pray yourself. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And God, I pray that you just overwhelm us with your goodness tonight. Lord, open up our eyes, open up our ears, and open up our hearts. God, we want to walk with you. We want to know you. You told this woman 2,000 years ago, if you only knew, if you only knew, God, I pray that you'd rescue the United States of America, our church, from a lukewarm, casual, weak, deficient form of religiosity that doesn't look like Jesus. Father, and I pray that we're not pursue some type of charismatic wave or some renewal or some type of former thing that you did, but that, God, we would begin to relentlessly chase after Jesus Christ. Reveal yourself to us in a fresh way. Father, we thank you for St. Bernard Parish and Chalmette. God, we thank you, Father, that there is a light that's beaming forth even right now. God, that you draw people from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord, let our hearts say, here am I, send me. Give us a revelation of Jesus Christ tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Come on, leave the Lord a big clap off for right now because he's good. He's worthy. Amen.